So that's the direction for the year. If you will be one of those that God will use, you must be one of those who have decided to bring an end to the law of security. If you will be one of those that God will use, you will be one of those who must decide to bring an end to your comfort. Nothing is impossible for a man who is ready to die for a cause. If you have a man who is ready to lay down his life for a cause, there's nothing that is impossible for him to accomplish. Men who are ready to lay down their lives, to risk their lives, men who are ready to suffer, to hazard their lives, As far as a man is always thinking about his security, as far as a man is always thinking about the losses he will incur, he will remain a mediocre all his life. So this year, if you will be one of those who will be mightily used in the ministry, you must be one of those ready to die for the cause, ready to risk your life of course. A life that will never retreat. One that lays his hand on the plow and does not look back. One that is able to say like Esther, if I perish, I perish. If you emerge as a hero this year, as one of the pioneers that will take us to new ground that we have never entered into, you must be one of them ready to risk. Will you be one of them? I want us to read that, that uh, chapter 20 of Acts. I will round it off and we shall pray. Acts chapter 20. So, brother, I was talking about. He said, our friend Barnabas and Saul, men who have risked their lives for, the, for a cause. What did Paul say in that chapter 20? Samson and read for us from verse 22 to 27. After everybody opened there, I am rounding up that message and we shall pray. Acts chapter 20, from verse 22 to 27. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warned me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me, if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God is great. Now I know that none of you, among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom, will ever see me again. Therefore I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Yes, that is false. 
He said, I'm, I'm compelled by the Spirit. He said, I am going to Jerusalem. Not knowing what will happen to me there. He said, I only know one thing. That the Holy Spirit is testified. The Holy Spirit witnessed to my spirit. That bonds, affliction, imprisonment, suffering, waiting for me in Jerusalem. How many of us, if the Holy Spirit told you that, if you go there, you are going to suffer, you will be imprisoned, we still go. Paul said, none of these things move me. He said, however, I consider my life worth nothing, if only I may finish the race and complete the task. There are two critical things for a believer's life. There is a race to run. That's your relationship with God. Your Christian life. And there's a task to be accomplished. Your life should be considered worth nothing if you, if you accomplish those two things. Putting your life on, one, on the other side of the scale. And then putting the race and putting the task that will be completed. You should be able to say, I consider my life worth nothing if only I finish and finally find myself in heaven. And number two, if only the goal that the Lord has given to me is accomplished. I consider my life worth nothing. There is one thing that blocks people from imagining it is because they consider their life worth something. As far as you continue to think that your life is the most important thing that you have. Your life is not the most important thing that you have. Your relationship with your God and the God that He has given to you is the most important thing that you have. Not your life. That's what Paul said. I consider my life worth nothing if only my life finish the rest and complete the task. Afraid to die. The fear of death, the fear of suffering, the fear of sicknesses. So that in a, in a period like this, everybody is so scared. Go to all battle fronts. You will see journalists. Have you watched some of the battle fronts? There are journalists there. Getting their news. Getting their, at the forefront. You will always see the people of the Red Cross. They're waiting if a soldier wounded for them to take care of. At the forefront of the battle, the only people who are at home think about their security as the believers. Those who ought to be at the forefront and say, in a time like this, let a virus, the corona, not meet a person when I have not yet met a person. Let somebody not die when I have not yet met him in the gospel. We are so caught up with our security, caught up with our fear, and then HIV will reach people before we reach them, and by the time we reach them, it's too late. Paul said, I consider my life worth nothing. Even I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given to me, what is the task that has possessed your heart to the extent that you can say, I consider my life worth nothing? When there's some a passion on a, a man's heart, something that is compelling a man, something that has captured a man, something that drives a man, something that makes a man sleepless. He doesn't care about his life. He must be accomplished. The task of testifying 
to the gospel of God's grace. And Paul told the people to whom he was speaking, Now I know that none of you whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. And, he, and that's what, exactly what happened. But he told them, Therefore I declare today that I have been no sin of the blood of all men. Not one I have preached to all of you. I've completed my task to all of you. I'm going to Jerusalem for my task to continue, and because I must go to Rome. Go to the next chapter and see. Chapter 21. In chapter 20, the Holy Spirit witnessed to Paul that when he goes to Jerusalem, he will suffer, he will be imprisoned, he will be persecuted. In chapter 21, the prophets again. Come and read again, chapter 21 from verse 10. Acts chapter 21 from verse 10. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hand and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way, the Jews of Jerusalem will buy the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. Okay. Thank you. That's a prophet. Uh, in, the, in the New Testament, this is just one of the few mentioned by name as a prophet. Agabus. So he came and took the bell of Paul and tied his own hands and beat with it and said, the Holy Spirit says, in this way, where the Jews in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this bell and will hand him over to the Gentiles. A confirmation of what the Holy Spirit has told Paul. If you were the one, what would you do? There was prison and there was the queen's calling. There was prison and God had told him, if you go to Jerusalem, this is what will happen. He said he was warned by the Spirit. And then the prophet is here, a renowned prophet, confirming it and said, the owner of this bear, and it was Paul. Look and the rest, when they heard about it, they started begging Paul, and then they started weeping, crying. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, why are you weeping? So they were weeping, right? They were weeping. And Paul said, why are you weeping? Breaking my heart. And some people that they slightly encouragement, don't go. Because if you go, you will die. He said, you see, all the people are saying, I should not go. They were crying and begging Paul. Paul said, why are you weeping? Breaking my heart. 
If you are not careful, the people you call your lovers, the people you call your friends, the people you call your family members, the people you are in parliament will block you from accomplishing the call of God in your life. Because you are a lover of security. You don't want somebody to encourage you not to do it. You don't want somebody to encourage you not to do it again. If you die, will you be the last person? Will you be the first person to die? Will you be the last person to die? There's a call to, to live for, to fight for, and somebody came, suffered, laid down his own life, and then you are afraid, even just to catch a disease. I read about some missionary pioneers, the Moroccan brethren. In those days, they knew leprosy as a very contagious disease. And when you have leprosy, not like in the Bible, you were excluded from the community. They had a, 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 a colony of lepers here in Africa. And these Moroccan brethren, they were one of the most powerful missionary movements that lived. They asked themselves, these people that are the lepers, who will take the gospel to them? Whoever went to them never came back. If you went, they knew that you have gone, and therefore you be contaminated with leprosy. So you, you went and remained them among them as a leper. Some of them decided to go to the leper colony and remain there as lepers in order that the gospel may reach the lepers. Then they, 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 they learned about the, the slave trade. You know, people have read about the slave trade in West Indies. Some of them, people were running away from being arrested as a caught as slave, to sell as slave. They ran, they ran to those people who were catching people to sell as slave. They caught them, joined them, they went to West Indies in order to take the gospel. They went as slaves. All that were thinking about their security. They were thinking about the perishing souls of men. What are we living for? What, what is life what to live if the one reason why you are so on earth is not being accomplished? What is life what to live You fear to die, and as a result of that, you become such an important believer, such a valuable believer, because you are always thinking about your security. Think about your security. Think about your security. Think about your security. Anyone who is always thinking about his own life, will never be used by God to touch the life of another. Paul says, why are you living breaking my heart? And he says, I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. To these people, they were saying, if you go, you will be what? In prison. If you go, you will be killed. Paul said, but that is why I'm ready for it. If you are not ready for the worst, you will never be used by God to accomplish anything great. When a man has signed his dead words, and said, I'm ready to die for the cause. I'm ready to die for the name of the Lord. I'm ready, if need be, to lay down my life. When people are warning you that there is death, if you go there, you tell them, Well, I said to you a long time ago, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to be arrested. I'm ready to suffer. Why are we always afraid of suffering? Was he afraid of suffering? Why are we always afraid of death? Why are we always afraid that we be misunderstood? 
What roots have you taken in order that the gospel may reach someone else? We are so caught up with our own security, our own comfort, always our family, always my job. One of the reasons why many believers can have never opened their mouth, even at their places of work, to preach the gospel is because of their, their, their financial security. They fear lest they may lose their jobs. And after 10 years working in the same place, no one single person has come to know the law through you. Same as a, as a missionary at your place of work, you fell in love with the God of this humanity. And as a result of that, you are always going and bearing one copy after the other. You may even be the one to pray. Say, come and pray for the, for the dead. That we will finish. We, we, we are finished very and pray. They know you as a believer, but you have never opened your mouth to tell anybody there because you are conscious about your own security. You are a traitor. You miss it. You miss it. You are not ready to take risks for the Lord. Paul says, Why are you weeping, breaking my heart? How long of here? have truly gone to our family and said to it, preach and pray to be rejected. Pray to become all so that you can say, I am free of the blood of everyone in your family. For many people here, they are not free of the blood of the people in their family because they have never opened their mouth to speak to their parents, to speak to their mother, to speak to their brother, to speak to their sister, to speak to their uncle because they are always afraid they will reject me from the family. So conscious of yourself, unworthy to be called a child of God because they don't know why it is It appointed to us not only to believe in Him. But also to suffer for him. If you are not ready to suffer for him, you will never be used by him for anything. Are you ready to risk for a cause? Go all over in our ministry. If God is using certain people, it is not abilities. It is not talent, it is not gifts. It is those who are sacrificing. You will get people who will sacrifice financially, sacrifice their time, sacrifice this, sacrifice this. And as a result of that, God is mightily using them. Are you one of those that God will use this year? Let me abide to Daniel chapter 3. Come and read for us verse 16 to 18. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. You all know that story. What is that story about? There was the gold, the image, the huge image that King Nebuchadnezzar had made 
and then everybody was to bow down to it. See? Yeah. Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But if, it, but if a new does know, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods, or watch the image of God you have set up. Thank you. Nebuchadnezzar had heard that these three children of Israel refused to bow down to the image of God he had made. And in verse 13, it says, furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these three men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to him, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God or worship the image of God I have set up? And he told them, Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image of men, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blessing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? That's what he told them. Their answer was, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown in the blessing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us. And he will rescue us from your hand, O King. But if he does not, we want you to know, O King, that we will not serve your God or worship the image of God who has set up. A conviction that God will step in and rescue us. But also another plan B. If he does not do it, how will not compromise? God will step in to rescue us. That's what they told, they told him. But if he does not, we have settled it in our hearts. We will not bow down to this image. Those are the type of heroes of faith God uses. And what happened? They were bound and thrown into the furnace. So, verse 21, so these men wearing their, their robe, trousers, turban, and clothes, were bound and thrown into the blessing furnace. The king command was so urgent, and the furnace so hot, that the flames of fire killed the soldiers who took off Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blessing furnace for their faith, for their God. In verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Wouldn't there three men that will tie up and throw in the fire? They replied, Certainly, O King. He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire. Hallelujah. Walking around where? In the fire. The God will serve. Is able to rescue us. 
the God we have believed in, the God we have given our life to, is able to rescue us. I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the form looks like a son of the gods. And that was Jesus. That was Jesus. Three people were thrown in the fire, but there's always a fourth person. You pass through the fire, I will be with you. You pass through the waters, it will not sweep you up. Listen, brethren, what guarantee that this building will not collapse and we all die? Who told that there's security anywhere? There's no security anywhere. Our security is only in the Lord. Who tells you that the car you are driving back home cannot have an accident? Everybody is that time. Is it because the people are careless? No. As far as we continue to care for our lives, we become more and more barren. Nobody who is security conscious, constantly thinking about his life, can ever make an impact on the world. As a result of this, Nebuchadnezzar didn't approve the opening of the blessing for now. Shelter! Shelter, mention and abode God, servant of the Most High God. The king that was so curious that this people of worshiping God is now proclaiming and calling the name of the Most High God until we are ready to take a risk that certain category of people can never win for the Lord. And the higher the risk, nobody go fishing looking for sharks at the seashore. Nobody go at the seashore. You go at the seashore to look for tiny, tiny fish. And you go deep in the waters and you come back. And each of the fish you catch, the whole town will gather to look at it. But they are not ready to go far into the deep. Those who risk, who have decided to lay down everything, they are those that God will abuse. And very soon, you become a story that the whole nation is talking about. Not many people want to take the risk. But I want to read the books about the, 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 the exploit of great men. And if you see it here, the king made a decree that whoever does not worship the God of Shadrach and Abednego will be killed. The king had become a preacher, a disciple of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that's the type of thing that happened with Stephen. By taking risks, we win great men. We penetrate new grounds. When the apostles, uh, Peter and John, and John stood before the Sanhedrin, they told them, straight, jump for yourself, whether it is right. For us to obey. Challenge for yourself. We always have a choice. We have a choice to do what God wants or to begin to think about our security. 
It is not every man who will rise to great heights. It is men who have decided to put in their own. It is men who have decided to sacrifice their lives. It is men who have decided that if they perish, let them perish. No one ever rises to great heights who is constantly thinking of holding back. As far as you are constantly thinking of protecting your name, protecting your reputation, think of your financial security, think, think about your family, the security of your family, the security of your relationship. You are always thinking to be misunderstood. You don't want ever to be misunderstood. You will remain who you are. You want to rise to heights, you must be ready to let go. Like Esther, if I pray with any perish, what God wants done will be done. There are very few people who are taking steps into where they lost truly are, into where the work is. There are very few women who decide that I'm going to empty your pocket in order that this thing will be accomplished. That's why you need to take financial breaks. They're all conscious. If I say this, if I do this, people will think about, people will think like this about me. Think always about your image. And as a result of that, you cannot launch out to be a blessing to anyone. And finally, you're always alone, year in, year out. There is no single person in the church, no single disciple you have met. Because you are always so conscious about yourself. <clears throat> At a critical time in the history of Israel, again during the reign of King Saul, when everybody was hiding, Jonathan decided that he would love God. And he told his young army there, Come, let's go to this old second site. Everybody was hiding. And the young Amorella said, go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. Two of them. And he told the young Amorella, God can serve whenever I feel all I need. God is not looking for a crowd. God is looking for a person who is able to say, if I perish, I perish. And history always turns around such. And those are pioneers of faith. Those are men doers of exploits. Those are people that can break new grounds and others function others into. But as far as I care, I fear, I don't think it's possible that there will be losses, there will be this. And Jonathan moved ahead. His young armor brother followed. In the space of a ram and acre, he killed and later on the whole army of Israel came. God gave them the victory because of a man who decided to launch forward. There are many things that God is waiting for somebody to rise up and say, I will do it. I will show the example. I will take the step forward. There are many conspiracies among believers. Until someone begins to do it and show results to others. So that it is possible, everybody will begin to know, always say, it, it, it cannot be done. It cannot be done. It cannot be done. 
Why don't you rise to share others in his perfect work? And it's not possible by speaking. This is what I have been able to produce. You can do it. You become a pioneer. You become an example. You become a model. You become one of the prophets that Joseph was talking about. May you tune your life in history, no longer as a spectator, but one that you will set that our goal is being accomplished because of you. Let it be something that has possessed your heart, something that has captured your heart. Let it be a passion, that passion that is moving you forward. That passion that will lie down and after an hour you jump up because you can't sleep. Something is driving you. Something is making you restless. Take your place in the walk and then there will be something that will emerge because of you. There's a price to pay. A risk that we have to take. Paul was able to say, whatever was of profit to me, I counted as done that I may accomplish something. You must be able to reach that point to be able to say, whatever has been profitable to me, and to me, I count it as nothing, as useless, because there's something that I have accomplished. Let's open our Bible to First Chronicles chapter 12 as we finish. I am tuning my life. I'm asking, for how long, brethren, shall we be feeling with some sport? There are barriers that some people must break. And show the example. And show the example. A new barrier to be broken. There are new ground to be penetrated. They are the comfort zone that people must jump out of it and say, I will take a new step to move forward. I cannot continue listening, brethren, for how long? There's part of the message that I would love us to listen to, a subsidiary to this. Of course, I didn't get because of the internet problem. This week that passed, our missionary in India, Brother Thomas George, was buried. Brother Thomas George, one of our pioneer missionaries in India, is an Indian. He had about 500 pastors, Indians under his leadership in our ministry. And they have started penetrating many other nations in Asia. And this is that pass we went to do with the members. With around 500,000 believers of our ministry under his leadership. 
had to call Andrew to ask because Brother Theodore wanted to speak to all of us. <clears throat> that in face of such challenges, what is God saying to you and me? So I could always get part of it on the phone. When we finally get the message, I shall all listen to it. But one of the things Brother Theodore was saying was the fact that when John the Baptist was killed, Jesus withdrew. He withdrew it on a retreat, a lonely place. And then after that, the ministry of Jesus changed. That is after that we, we, we hear about Jesus walking in the water. It's after that we hear about Jesus raising the dead, etc. But that God is calling us. There are gaps that many of us have to fill. Is it an easy thing for somebody who is living around 500 pastors to suddenly go? Some of us will need to step in to talk. When Brother Bobello, uh, 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 who was leading about 1 million people in our work, was to be with the Lord, how was he doing? I have to begin to control many things. When the initial assistant, if you see many of my pictures, when you see assistant retreat, my chain is to be here, we all need to sit together. And suddenly, such a colossal person, a pioneer, that God used to break some of those conspiracies in our work, that the work can always be small. Suddenly, it's not there. Then the question is, for you and me, when such things are happening, what is God telling you? What is God telling you? What path will you step in to keep so that such colossal men, a person who is living at about 500,000, how many people will be needed to fill such a gap? If we love our ministry, we begin to ask, Lord, this one has gone. What is the work on the leader now? What are we working for to the field of the How many of us ought to step in so that a soldier is taking a hundred other soldiers to march? In First Chronicles chapter 12. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 23. These are the numbers of the men armed for battle who came together at Hebron to turn Saul's kingdom over to him as the Lord had said. Hebron 
to turn Saul's kingdom over to him as the Lord has said. There were people who knew what God had said. And they came and they said, Saul's kingdom will become David's kingdom. Must be handed over to, them, to David as the Lord has said. When people know what God has said, they arm themselves and they get committed and they give themselves to ensure that what God said comes to pass. Even just think about your own goal for the year. Many of us have set goals for the year. Your goal was set last year, it was not accomplished, it does not disturb you. The other year it was not accomplished, it did not disturb you. One year after the other. Every goal that a believer sets is a passion that was put on his heart. Put there by God, not a demon. And when you did not accomplish that goal, then you, you took your hand and wrote it down. You betrayed the Lord. You proclaim that God cannot take you seriously. Because it's not just a matter of writing and going. It's a matter of a price <coughs> that must be paid in order to ensure that those goals can be passed. Those who write down goals and that they don't want to commit themselves to ensure that the goals can be passed, they are like the marijuana smoker, they are drug addicts who dream, have utopic views. They don't dream that housing will not appear, hanging in the air. And then they will not be ushered into new houses of which they have not been. That's where I, I drop at it. Something hallucination We commit ourselves to pay a price to ensure that something can pass. That's why your goal may not be accomplished. Read again Sam from verse 38. There is a leaf of the men we have not entered into. First Chronicles chapter 12 from verse 38. All these men were fighting men who volunteered to serve in the ranks. They came to heaven fully determined to make them the king over all Israel. All the rest of the Israel were also of one mind to make them the king. The men spent three days there with David eating and drinking, for their family had supplied provisions for them. Let's talk about All these were fighting men who volunteered to serve in the ranks. They were not paid. They were not even invited. The service of God is by volunteering. We volunteer and give ourselves to do something for God. They were fighting men. They came to Hebron. Look at their attitude. They were fully determined. You have such an attitude that something must be done through you. They were fully determined to make David king over all Israel. Then all the rest of the Israelites were also of one mind to make David king. Fully determined, volunteered, 
fully determined, totally committed, and they came to go back with only one means. David's national over all Israel. Such men who are fully determined will accomplish what God wants them to accomplish. And then when they came, they brought their provisions. They did not come and say, What shall we be eating? Their family had prayed what they needed. And they remained there and they established David's king. Are you ready to be one of those who will read so that God, what God wants us to do this year will accomplish? Are you one of those who have decided you will not be one of the mediocre who just talk? But there are many talkers. People just want to talk. They prefer just talking, just talking. That's what politics is. Politicians speak people words. Christians speak people action. Because it's action that produces results. Christians are not politicians. Who will tell you that there will be a seaport in Kampala and everybody is clapping? Clapping will soon have a seaport. Because you go over and say, they said there will be a seaport. Yes, it is not possible to be a seaport in Kampala. We are men of action. We are men who say what God said must come to pass. We are men who study prophecy and find where we keep it. We are men that when the word of God comes, when a direction is coming and saying, This is what we are going to do, everybody begins to ask, If this will come to pass, what is my own part of it? Is there money needed? Who will supply it? I, I think I will. Is there prayer needed? Fasting needed? Who will supply it? Is there the presence of manpower needed? We study directions. We study goals. We study prophecy. And out of those prophecies, out of those words that have come out, we must have ministry. You can sit down passively just because you are not concerned where the body is. Why don't you decide that you will break the cause? Why don't you decide to emerge? Why don't you become one of those fully determined that what God has said concerning our ministry will be fully accomplished? Why don't you decide that you will turn the kingdom of the devil back to the son of David to whom you Why don't you decide that if this number of churches must be planted, then this is my own part. And if I don't accomplish it, I betray the Lord. Why don't you decide and just keep and just find your place in the purposes of God by just saying, I will risk. It may be. Those who were around yesterday, when I was leading people to church, I was telling them part of the progress of the missionary vision, the missionary journey, that some years back, there were millions. The early people went out as missionaries, they left their jobs. 
I was standing a big, having a big job in a big position. At one time, I had two drivers, two secretaries. If I was in the town where I was, when I was taking, I was taking service. There were the police, the, the, the gender, they come in order that they would know that there is a boss around. Nobody would break those doors. And that's how many of the early missionaries abandoned their jobs. But now, there's another way. It is a way of people who are thinking about their security. My job, I also, we do not work because we need the money. We work because we want to use the job in order to penetrate the Think about it. Why would I eat? Uh, how will I take care of my family? We have entered another world from 2021. Because Uganda is a missionary selling nation. We want to see hundreds of missionaries. People who go, not looking for jobs. Not people who say, I want to go to America. My mission is to America. Why don't you talk about Afghanistan? You want to have a need to reach America, to look for a job in America. There's Afghanistan, there's Libya, there are many of those ways. We will have missionaries go to America, yes. We will not have people who are desiring a place because they are thinking about how they will go and make their money. Those are not missionaries. People are ready to sacrifice for a cause. People are ready to go and say, if I perish, let me perish. People are well established in their jobs. If they have remained, there's nothing that they lack. People don't go to the mission to because they lack. They go to the mission to because they are captured by a passion. Men who have bricks their life. That's who Paul was. That's who Barnabas was. Paul was never the only lawyer in those days. But we'll talk about Paul now. Because he risked his life for the cause, the cause of the Lord Jesus. Many other lawyers, nobody knows their names. Nobody knows their names. I want you to follow this message. Because I've listened to it many times. To stir up my spirit and have a direction for my life and gather my energy in one direction. And I challenge you to do the same thing. To tell yourself, I think now a year, a new beginning of risking my life for us. <coughs> it became a lay down his life for us. No sacrifice too great to make for him who sacrificed everything, including his government. When Jesus left heaven and came down to earth, it could have been the end. He took upon himself the form of a man and came 
so that you and I may have a place in the kingdom of God. Why don't we decide to sacrifice so that the multitude of these people, moving around like sheep without a shepherd, may find a place on that day in heaven. And when they turn to us, they will be able to say, because of you, I am here today. Men who have risked their life for the cause. Let's start with prayer. I want you to pray. I don't know what you want to talk to God. I don't know what you want to talk to God. I don't know what your life you want your life to be. But as for me, I know I know what is said in my inside. Talk to God about your life. In line with the message. Let's pray. Then after that, we shall have five people to pray for all of us. Men who have risked their life on the cross. Let's pray. Yeah. 